feel free to like like put a, like a sick beat drop on this <laughs> and use it as like your intro. Welcome back, Standers, to another episode of the Standing Desk Podcast, number Cinco Cinco. What's up, Dan? So uh, it's another great day to be a Stander Commander. Uh, I would like to say that this last week we've had some great developments over at the Standing Factory. Uh, we have doubled our Patreon subscriberage over the last week, uh, based on targeted advertisements and intense our, our research and development uh, based on the team. So, uh, shout out to Kian for doubling our count. <laughs> Unreal, Ken. You are the man. We owe you a thank you video, which anyone can get a customized thank you video along with exclusive content, of course. If you just donate less than Twitter Blue, what Twitter Blue costs? It's yeah. it's really that simple. You could subscribe twice. Yeah. We'll truly. give you two blue checks. <laughs> uh, so we appreciate our patrons and anyone who is a future patron. Um, so before wow. we get into... A little Twitter update, um, some talk about Harry Styles fandom, the latest Hoodie Allen track, uh, Mark, who, who's this uh, concert? Revelay. Mark Revelay, uh, and something about being in the news. We're going to start with something a little bit earnest, a little bit earnest on the Stand Us podcast for once. I think this is some good life advice that I saw on Twitter. So before we get into uh, Twitter's destruction, let me leave you with this bit of advice. Um, an important life skill, recognizing the difference between criticism from people who don't care about you and don't root for you and criticism from those who do. The first is best ignored. Second warns attention and reflection. It's a very good skill. It's, it's very nuanced. Um, take that in mind. Not all criticism is created equal. How are you supposed to bring something on here? I can't make a joke about. <laughs> Unbelievable. Terrible advice. <laughs> hey, there's some criticism from someone that cares about you, right? <laughs> yeah, that was some criticism. Don't bring me anything I can't joke about. Good thing I don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> Completely ignored. <laughs> uh, so now let's get into a less earnest tweet that I saw on the platform, and then we'll get into all the changes that uh, Twitter's making. I think I know exactly what you're about to say. Really? Yeah, I I hope so, man. This this tweet should have gone more nuclear than it did. Um, so a couple episodes ago, we talked about Nick Adams, everyone's favorite alpha male. You know, it's all about being alpha. Yep, it's not a bit. Apparently, he's truly he is truly an alpha male. He's truly an alpha male. If not it's a not, it's, it's no joke. That's not something to joke about. It's his lifestyle. It's his so life. he says <laughs> earnestly. This, hey, wait, wait. Standing desk drinking game. Every time we say earnestly, this yeah, episode, sorry, take a shot. <laughs> I am sick and tired of beta males and feminists trying to guilt alpha males out of eating at Hooters. There's, absolute, there's absolutely nothing wrong with eating at Hooters on a weekly basis, even with the family and kids. Oh, <laughs> brother. Date night with the... With, not even date night. Family dinner night is oh, going to Hooters. Just, you know what sounds just great? Just the, the best the family chicken wings at Hooters. It's unreal, dude. How do you... I th- See, that makes me think it's a bit. It's just like very well executed. I, I know, dude. It's... 
That can't be a real thought. It's possible for either side. It really is. Ah, that's tough, but that's good. I like that. That, that kind of reminds me of a tweet. This is where I thought you were going with this. It was a tweet from a page called at become a man again. And then their <laughs> name is masculinity rediscovered <clears throat> beta male. So where do you want to go? Alpha male. You're going to have the best night of your life. I'll see you at 9 PM. Wear that tight red dress. And then someone's like, it took me a few reads to realize that this wasn't a conversation between a beta male and an alpha male. <laughs> Too. I was like, wait. <laughs> that might be the funniest thing I've ever heard. Mike. Hey, maybe it is, man. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Hey, we don't judge over here. <laughs> okay, now let's get into the uh, meat and potatoes of Twitter. We went a little more in depth about Elon's acquisition last week. So if you haven't listened to episode 54, check that out. We're just going to do a quick little update on some um, what I thought were some funny developments over the past week. So last Friday, very unfortunate, Elon laid off about 3,700 workers, about half their staff. Uh, very sad, unfortunate. But there's a silver lining because just a day you don't later, have to work for Twitter anymore. Just a, yeah, just a day later, they started calling people back. Uh, saying, yeah. Yo, we made a mistake, actually. <laughs> Like, we realize we actually need some of you guys. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it, but we actually need people to do their jobs. <laughs> yeah, this code weirdly does not write itself. Um, yeah. There's a lot of uh, just hate crimes going down in real time that we need. Uh, I took half the wheels off my car, and I, it's, it's just not going like it used to. <laughs> it's weird. I don't, know, I don't know why that happened. It works with my yeah. Tesla. I, I don't know what, what's going on. So, but then I read something that was talking about how since they're asking some employees to come back and if they don't say yes, they could potentially be fired without pay, without the two Without severance. severance. And they'd be able to collect unemployment. Uh, correct. So do you think that's, well, I don't, I haven't looked into the, the legal aspects of it, the, the legal text, but um, do you think, that was a deliberate strategy or do you think they just fumbled the bag that hard? I don't think they're that smart. I think they just fumbled the bag that hard. It's interesting that they would still be considered fired. I know that back during COVID um, when there was a bunch of airline layoffs that a bunch of people were laid off, but then they were there was a bunch of recalls that went out as well at the same time. And if people had refused those recalls, that would be considered a voluntary termination of employment. Right. Or, so yeah, so they quit essentially. Yeah, it would be a quit and not right. a firing. Right. And, Sorry, not fire. I think that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Okay. So that makes Either a lot of way, sense. they don't get the severance. Wow, that sucks. What an awful thing to have to go through to be one of those people. Yeah, very unfortunate. But so at least stupid. they don't have to work 80 hours a week and sleep on the floor. That's true. They get to work uh, 70 hours a week and sleep on the floor of an office yeah. building. Yeah, working at Meta. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the second funny thing is uh, just today... As as like a couple hours before we recorded this, um, someone on the Twitter team unveiled the. Uh, so there was a oh, lot no. of there were a lot of questions about how people would be verified. How we, yeah. if everyone can just pay for a blue check, how do we differentiate the real Joe Biden versus Drill <laughs> pretending to sure. be or Nick Adams pretending to be Joe? It's pretending Biden. to be an alpha male. Yeah, exactly. The real alpha males from the the fake alpha males. Can I get a Twitter check for that? Actually, <laughs> so um, 
what they've done, what they've rolled out is under your name, there's like a gray check mark that says, and it says official next to it. But you also have the blue check mark next to your name. Interesting. So they, there are two check you marks. You have to double now. verify. Yeah. So, th- so they've just so kind of made. Checks. They've just kind of made the same check mark again. <laughs> they've done the same thing twice, but they're like, you know, they lay off half the staff, and they're like, well, okay, well, we just got to throw something at the wall and hope it sticks. It's unbelievable, man. They, it is a circus over there. That's wild. <laughs> Be like getting pulled over and saying, "All right, license and registration." And also your passport, <laughs> just to make sure. Also a second. I'll need a copy of the license. You have your W-9 on hand. <laughs> That's um, ridiculous, man. Did you see that they? Elon also said they had their highest user interact, like highest user activity in a day. And then right. like an hour and a half before that, uh, there's a report at MIT saying that Twitter lost a million followers yesterday. That's cool. Yeah. Million <laughs> followers. But then everyone's just so I mean, engaged users. in the platform now. I mean, they, I, oh, what did I say? Followers? Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Yeah. yeah uh, users. users. Yeah. I mean, they, they still have 160 million, but. So I saw a couple of things. I saw one that they were deactivated, like the most deactivations. I think that's were these, it. For some these reason, are, I, I read These are it, people like, deactivating their account. Okay. I did, for some reason, it came across as like Musk was on his computer just like deactivating people. Dude, he also was, <laughs> he was doing that. Mad. <laughs> He was also doing that. Like, a bunch of people like, really banned for that. no reason. It's unreal. <laughs> people were, like, making parody accounts because they said you won't be deactivated if you clearly state you're a parody account. So this person, like, put, like, parody account in their cover, parody account in their bio, and they, and changed their photo to Elon and their name to Elon Musk. And there's things stuff like, man, I just missed the days where I was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. So, <laughs> Life is just simpler back then. <laughs> but then they got canned too. And then the, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Good job, no, good job parlor, uh, Twitter. You, you guys are killing it over there. Yeah, keep it up. Keep up the great work. <clears throat> so shifting gears a little bit to the music scene, music industry. <laughs> so Dan, you're familiar with Hoodie Allen. I sure am. The artistic genius of our generation. Um yep. so he released a song called Hey Ben within the week, I think. So yeah, it could be about me. And so I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. This is kind of funny. Like I used to love Woody Allen. Uh, And then I I heard the lyrics and it's tough. Oh no. Hey Ben, I'm sorry, but I might've slept with your girlfriend. (laughs) I was under the impression that she was my girlfriend. No. So here, no, those aren't real words. So I don't know whether this is targeted at me or someone. Or is it like at Macklemore? Either way, (laughs) either either way, I I I would never be able to recover if Hoodie Allen stole my girl. That is that is the lowest point. No, the lowest point is him also making this awful of a song about it. Oh yeah, it's it's one thing for G Easy to do this. (laughs) No, that's. I'm talking to someone about that. Like, if Jeezy stole my girl, I get it. Harry Styles steals my girl. Sure. That's fine. But Hoodie Allen, bro, that's that's the biggest L you can take. That's despicable. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm trying to think of people that would it would be worse to have, like, to found that out from. I, he, I mean, he apologizes in the song. I'm sorry that you found out from me. 
Yo, by the way, here's, here's what went down. This is like the other side of a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> yeah, the B-sides. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, just like the scumbag dude. <laughs> just like, oh, I cheated on my girl. Like, oh, that's yeah. bad. That's the softest way to ever have said that. I don't Future know. probably listened to this song and cried. <laughs> it's brilliant. I don't know who would be worse to have steal your girl. Like, Nathan Fielder might be tough. That'd be funny. That you know, would be he, pretty he, good. You know, he at least practiced before he did it. <laughs> yeah, he rehearsed the whole thing. Um, also, I can't get over the fact that the lyrics are, I'm sorry, but I might have slept with your girlfriend. I was under the impression she was my girlfriend. Okay, so you did it. You didn't, you, it wasn't a might have done it. You did it. <laughs> Own up to it, Hoodie Allen. Yeah. Come on, man. Commit. This is your whole oh, problem. Man. How, how's your week going? Not so good, man. Hoodie Allen meekly admitted in a song that he publicly released that he might have uh, stolen my girlfriend. I'm just not sure if he did it or not. Yeah. I have to have this tough conversation. Like, why is that on me? Hey, babe. Did you, did you hear this Hoodie Allen song? You know, Mr. Allen. Wait, wait. He also he also explicitly calls out the text she sent November 9th. That's tomorrow. Yo, <laughs> this is Hoodie Allen from the future. All right, my girl ain't leaving the house tomorrow. Yeah, you gotta lock the doors, man. Okay, everybody <laughs> named Ben out there, lock your doors. Hoodie's coming for her. <laughs> Take her phone. You know That's- what's sad is he was doing like a live story to uh, promote this song. And I had a friend listen to it and he said that the best song he's ever made was Tulips, which was like 10 years ago. That was a long time ago. That's sad. That was a long time ago. But That's tough. Let's talk about someone who I would be okay with stealing my girl. It would suck, but I would understand. And that's Harry Styles. Yep. Um, so Harry Styles fandom has gone too far, I think. Oh. Well, it's always been bad, but I saw I saw a pretty funny example of just how bad it is and how bad things can go for a, a diehard Harry Styles fan. No so <clears throat> he had like two weeks of concerts in L.A. He just two weeks, two weeks. He he like stacked them that way where he had a concert every other night. Oh, like what he did in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Okay. Kind of like a residency sort of deal. Kind of cool. And so he had like 10 concerts, a ton of concerts. Um, and of course he was going to get sick, uh, inevitably by performing that much. So he ends up canceling like three, three dates, three concerts over a weekend and a bunch of Harry Styles fans had like flown in for the weekend. No brother. And like, there were like stories of girls who had flown in for their birthday and they bought these hotels. And so like, even though the tickets were refunded like the hotel obviously isn't they weren't refunding the 60 dollars parking that apparently there was at the concert which is and, absurd and now you're just in los angeles with nothing to do correct correct and so uh caitlin uh was working a flight and a girl boarded wearing a harry styles shirt which oh, no. that's her first mistake and so caitlin asked her if her show was canceled and she says all three of the shows she was supposed to go to were canceled. And she had flown from Newark for them. And she started tearing up. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but like, you did this to yourself. That's like d- tripling down on black and roulette. Like, you're right. just hoping at that point. Right. I mean, I, gr- I mean, granted, she also, that's 
Typically, that's a sure bet. <laughs> one of them's bound. One of the three, three of the ten, a third of his concerts have to happen, right? Yeah, right, right. And she just rolled the dice and threw him off the table. I mean, that's maybe the worst luck of all time. Mm-hmm. So I do not feel bad if you go, if you get tickets for three of the same exact concert. Yeah, like, it's a little weird. At what point? Like, why do you need to see the same concert three times within five days or whatever? Who, who is funding this trip? There's this girl on TikTok who bought 10 tickets, 10 shows, all 10 shows. And she's buying new outfits for all of them. And I guess, like, she has this whole video that Kaylin showed me of how, like, Ticketmaster, like, scammed her out of good general admission tickets or something like just never sent or it was StubHub. sorry Ticketmaster. and um the the support person said she could get her uh like balcony seats for free and she's like no i can't do that i can't do that i have to be on the floor so she paid another two thousand dollars or whatever it was for like day of so all of these were like on the floor in front of him yeah yeah, oh, you're right my. there. I was about to say, like, just trade in all those tickets for one night on the floor. But if you're doing that for all of them, it's crazy. It's madness. Impressive. I think they want Harry to notice them. Like, that's the only thing I can guess. Like, that just just like increases their chances of getting Harry's attention. You think people did this for like the Beatles? I feel like no. Maybe, I feel like there were people that like groupies that like toured with them, but not on this Elvis? scale. I would do it for Elvis. But it's like even different though, because like when you're a groupie, you're going along for free. Yeah, I guess you kind of got free everything. These people are like, you know, shelling out. Yeah, shelling out tens of thousands of dollars. That's for one man who will never know their name. I want to meet their parents. I want to find out what they do to talk to them. I want to talk to their credit card company and Uh see what their max value is and how I can get that. There is no. At that at that point, there is no limit. There's an Amex black card and you just go. <laughs> yeah. And then you leave the country. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's all I got. That's tough. RIP to the Harry fans. All right. Welcome back. Uh, this is Icebreaker where we call someone and ask them a question or two or three or four. So we're going to call my friend Silistan. He is from France. Uh, I believe Paris, but I'm not positive. So Wait, there's um, other cities besides <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy stuff. Um, so yeah, we're gonna give him a call. See what's up. Very impressive, dude. I think he works for Google or YouTube, which is owned by Google. At least it's not Twitter. <clears throat> hello, hello. So, Stan, you're on the Standing Desk podcast. How's it going? Good. How about you? I'm great. Thanks for uh, being on the podcast today. I have my friend Dan here, who I think you met. You can't hear him because we're on Zoom, but. Uh, He'll be listening along with us. Sounds good. Yes, I think I met Dan a couple of years ago. Okay, cool. So we have a few questions for you today. This is a segment we call Icebreaker. Uh, just kind of like in the workspace, ask some questions to break the proverbial ice. So my first question for you, Celestin, as you are from France, are you from Paris or are you from a different part? I'm from Paris. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, what is the most underrated part of France? Ooh. I think something that's pretty cool about France, especially compared to the U.S., is that it's a pretty small country. 
like if you wanted to, you could drive from end to end in 10 hours, which is oh, wow. you know, the time it would take you to go from the northern part of California to the southern part of California. Yeah. Um, but despite this, there's a ton of different things and different like um, like types of things or areas that you can visit in France. So you can go to the beach, you can ski, like there's tall mountains, small mountains. Uh, there's the Mediterranean, which is a great ocean where you can go swim in. So I think it's really cool that within such a small space, we're lucky enough to have areas where you can both surf, you can snowboard, you can camp, and you also have big cities with a lot of culture. So I think that's pretty underrated, and people don't necessarily think about that when they think about France. That's cool. What's your favorite uh, like climate or you know environment out of all those? I think historically my family um, is from the west of France, from Brittany. Um, and so I spent a lot of summers over there. So that's probably my, my favorite climate. Um, because yeah, I, I like Paris, but especially in the summer, I can get pretty gross. So going to the ocean in the Western part of France is really cool. Beautiful. So then what's the most overrated part of France? I think that, and maybe I'm biased because I grew up in Paris. So to me, it's not really special. Um, I don't think that Paris or France is a particularly romantic place. Okay. Like, there's... It's a city of love. Yes, allegedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it's it's a beautiful city and France is a beautiful country, but I don't think people over there are necessarily more romantic than other people or that um, you're going to fall in love in Paris. And part of the reason is probably pop culture that romanticizes it and uh, i think emily in paris is, <laughs> is definitely guilty of that but how do you feel about that show i refuse to watch it yeah it's pretty horrendous i think you'd hate yes. it uh, that's what i've heard <laughs> okay um but yeah so just yeah it's uh it's a really pretty place and cool place but i don't think it's necessarily more romantic than any other place in the world i've, I've heard the eiffel tower is overrated do you agree with that or no yes i mean to me, once again, I'm pretty biased. Like I could see it every day growing up. Yeah. So to me, just this big building. Uh, but compared to the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, actually, I think the Golden Gate Bridge is cooler and prettier. Oh, interesting. Um, like yeah, the Eiffel Tower is a big radio tower that you have in Paris, and it's pretty iconic. But if you want to go up it, there's super long lines, uh, which is also pretty annoying. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of the Eiffel Tower, if you could replace the the tower with a same size replica of anything. In the world, what would it be? <laughs> so, I just came back from New York. Uh, I was there a couple of weeks ago. And when I was there, I went to see the Statue of Liberty, mm -hmm. uh, which, little historical fact, was actually given to the U.S. by France. That's right, that's at, right. Uh, as a memorial of uh, our friendship and during the Revolutionary War. And... Really close to where I grew up, there's actually a very small version of the Statue of Liberty near a bridge in Paris. Oh. So I may just size it up to the size of the Apple <laughs> Tower so that everyone knew that the Statue of Liberty is actually from France originally. And uh, I would just be a lot bigger than yours. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. I, I respect that. It, it, you deserve it. I feel like it should have been a loan and we should have like had to give it back to you at some point. Because it is beautiful. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then final question for you. Obviously, France is famous for its 
cuisine. So what what is your favorite? Or I'll let you answer this uh, one way or another, however you want. What is the best French pastry or what is your favorite French pastry? Maybe they're the same thing. Um, I think on a personal note, um, it's something that my mom would get for me uh, when I was little a lot. And um, especially we, I, I used to have class on Saturday mornings. And uh, she would wake up on Saturday mornings and still uh, like get it for me and warm it up in the oven. So it was really good. But it's an almond croissant Ooh, with yeah. uh, Nutella inside. Oh, I feel like when it's done well, it's the best. I mean, there's so many, yeah. so many subpar almond croissants. But yeah, when it's done right, it, it hits hard. Yes. Uh, and I think, um, yeah, it's just very personal. I don't think it's the most refined pastry they can find. Uh, <laughs> I think my cajones are really good as well. Mm-hmm. And um, in general, a lot of really good pastries, but it's really the one that I have the most emotional attachment to. And uh, also to represent Francis, uh, croissant, not a croissant. That's I, I know, I'm the worst. <laughs> croissant. Americans are the worst. Oh, that word. I would get mocked so quickly if I ordered a croissant at Starbucks. Everyone would hate me. All right, thanks so much, Celestine. We appreciate your time. Of course. Happy podcast. <laughs> All right, thanks. Bye. I did not know there was a Statue of Liberty in France. I didn't either. It's at a quarter it's a quarter scale replica. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> that's kind of that's, that's kind pretty of, dope. Of course we scammed them out of the bigger one. <laughs> Even hey, they gave it to us. <laughs> All right. That's <laughs> crazy. In the crazy. For sure. The more you know. Wow. Oui, oui, Patty. Croissant. Thank you very much. That was horribly offensive. Outrement. I don't know. Escargot. <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, this is going to be a little segment I'm calling In the News. This is me taking news articles I've seen throughout the week. And uh, we're going to discuss them a little bit. Some of them are obscene. Some of them are funny. One of them is just makes me a little upset and confused. So I'll, I'll start with that one first. Uh Ben, you you you're no stranger to TSA, right? I sure am not. Yeah. Have you ever had That's an issue? <laughs> have you ever had an issue with anything in your baggage, like getting searched? Uh one time. What was a, it? A textbook, actually. Really? It was in college. You were smuggling I knowledge? <laughs> I was smuggling student debt. <laughs> Can't um, take that across borders. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess they think you can like hide a knife in those because they're so dense, which it's like, how is our technology that bad? That that kind of begs the question. If you were to sneak a weapon through TSA, how would you do it? <laughs> Are you going to make me perjure myself on my own podcast? <laughs> okay, Ben, I won't make you perjure yourself on, on the pod. But if, if you were to sneak a weapon through TSA, would you have ever considered of doing it by stuffing a pistol into a raw chicken? I kid you not. This is a real news article from oh, CBS it's from, a, from a traveler that did this in the state of Florida. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Who thinks, yeah, let me just wrap this gun up in plastic and chuck it in a raw chicken, and let's take that through TSA. <laughs> think someone's not going to look at you like you're an absolute lunatic? Bro, this is Colonel Sanders is fighting for a right to bear arms. Dude. <laughs> I, I mean... You got to give them some credit for creativity. Yeah. But a right never... to bear wings. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to bring a raw chicken by itself. 
yeah, they, virgin raw chicken. <laughs> it's like they took like a very specialty fruit from a tropical island and tried to sneak it through and then put like a dirty bomb in it. <laughs> like they're surely never gonna check in here. <laughs> I brought a I brought a sea turtle with me. You don't have to check the insides though. Yeah, here's it does a, here's not a have forty head. pounds of meth. Yeah, here's a severed horse head. We're not gonna check this. That'd be crazy. Yeah, man gets arrested for man gets arrested for uh, just they discovered a water bottle inside the grenade he brought through security. <laughs> oh, it's too far. God damn. I, don't know, I saw that one and that one blew my little mind. That's pretty good. Uh, and our our next innovation and in why capitalism is failing. Uh, McDonald's has actually released a new product recently, uh, and it's a gaming chair. This chair comes pre-equipped with a French fry holster, dedicated dip holders, a burger heat zone, and grease-proof leather. Okay. We have if officially we should stop. We we've made it as far as we can. Oh. We got to restart this game of civilization we're playing and start back at the Stone Ages. We've hit peak capacity. You should never have a chair that has a burger warmer and grease-proof leather. Bro, I can't wait to finally eat my Travis Scott burger on my McDonald's game chair while playing with the Fortnite Travis Scott skin. That's the end game. That's, that's end game. It. That's it. Like, <laughs> I, I feel bad for like making fun of it because I know Grimace himself probably designed this. Yeah. He's been searching for greaseproof leather his whole life, and he finally <laughs> found it and has made his chair. And I'm just make, make and it's like embroidered with like the McDonald's logo, and it's like yellow with like black accents. Oh, the leather's yellow? The the majority of the, the bucket aspect of the mm. chair is yellow. Yeah. How much R&D do you think went into making this? Probably $13 million, probably. Yeah, like like millions of dollars. Yeah, they had to sell a lot of burgers in order to do the R&D on that one. How many How many dip? Tr- uh, dip what are they, dip holders? Uh, dip holders. I believe it comes with two. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's yeah. fair. Tactical. Is a drink holder? Uh, it, you know, it doesn't mention a cup holder. <laughs> God damn it, Stu, this is your one job. <laughs> I, I don't think Grimace needs liquid to survive, so that's probably why I didn't include that. Right. They're going to have like a like one of those drink helmets come out next that has like the straw. There we go. One of them is like the Coca-Cola fluid and the other is carbonated water. And it that's right. Mixes together. I like that. <laughs> Uh, the, the next development in uh, corporate horror, uh, AMC, our good friends, AMC, mm. everyone's favorite movie theater mm. company next to Harkins, um, famous meme stock there. They've announced a new corporate partnership. Did you hear about this? Uh, I heard something. We'll see if it's the same thing. OK, so AMC has launched a new corporate sponsorship with Zoom. Oh, what? With what Zoom. Dan, why would AMC, a movie theater, have a partnership with Zoom? Uh, they're turning theaters into meeting rooms. Imagine um, you're f- 47 years old. You've been in this industry for 22 uh, years doing your job the exact same way. And they're like, Johnson, we have a corporate board meeting tomorrow. You're going to the local AMC theater 13 <laughs> on your right. You're going to be sitting right there in row 14 seat B. You yeah, it's go right stay- after Angry Birds 2. Just yeah. wait just wait till the end of Angry Birds 2. It'll be right after. <laughs> Imagine taking an earnings call with an extra large popcorn. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. Just the the very concept of commuting to AMC to take mm. a business meeting. 
I never want to show up in anything fancier than sweatpants to a, a movie theater. And I'm showing up in business casual at a minimum. You know, just like the Chairman's Association of America or whatever, just like wanted to be the giant overlord on the movie screen. And they all just. Oh, yeah. Them. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I am Oz. We are down 43% in revenue. We're dropping 44% of the company. Maybe yeah. <laughs> Half of this room will not be with the company by the time the day's up. Theater 12, you've been dismissed. So you guys can go home now. Uh, you can get one free concession on your way out. Uh, 13, you guys got to work 60 hours this week. Here are free tickets to Black Adam. <laughs> they just gave it to us. No one yeah. wanted it. Oh, I like there is no hell worse than that, I don't think. Well, I'll give some AMC some credit because I heard some good news coming out of their camp. <clears throat> okay. Uh, their popcorn will be hitting grocery store shelves by the end of the first half next uh next year. So I'm sure it's gonna taste the exact same. Yeah. I mean, I, I first got excited when I saw that, and then I was like, wait, it's actually all the same. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Branding. Anyway. Uh, speaking of corporate disappointments, uh, Amazon. So this is probably Ben's favorite topic is watching Amazon fail. Um, so I've been meaning to walk this back on the pot at some point. I haven't okay. found the right time. I don't hate Amazon is not on my shit list anymore. Whoa. Cool All right. No beef with the Amazon. I don't love them, but well, sure. I can tolerate it. Okay. Well, you might not say that after this. So... <laughs> Amazon has a music service called, creatively, Amazon Music. Oh, this wow, is something really? that was included with your uh, subscription to Amazon Prime, where you get essentially like a Spotify or Apple Music adjacent platform, mm-hmm. right? You can stream music, you can download them for offline listening, whatever. Cool. Great. You're paying too much money for Prime anyway. Might as well get some extra benefits out of it. <laughs> right. Um, they've changed their model as of this week. Uh, you now are unable... If with just your with your prime membership, you are unable to play individual songs. You have to either select like an album or a playlist and you can only shuffle. Wow. Can you That's imagine you're like a parent trying to play some like music for your kid and you're like, Amazon, play uh, Megan Trainer. I don't know. I don't know why I chose Megan Trainer out of for innocent music or something like that. Play play my child Taylor Swift. Shuffling pop 40, and then Megan the Stallion comes on. Like, that is a horror <laughs> scenario for any parent, I would imagine. But also just, there are times I want to listen to a song. You're right. One song. This is it. I got to get it out of my head. And you're telling me I got to shuffle and just keep skipping until I get the song I want? That's like the non-premium version of Spotify. <laughs> it's like worse, because you can play individual songs on Spotify. So, this is actually, it's funny that you mentioned this, because uh, I'm about done with Steve Jobs' biography, and one of the chapters talks about, uh, you know, the invention of iTunes, and obviously he had to work with music labels or record labels to get the rights to the the songs. So, when he was creating the iPod and iTunes, he wanted people to be able to buy individual songs, right? Yeah. Which is what it ended up being, you and and the record labels were saying no. We want people to buy full albums. And artists were saying, yeah, that ruins the integrity of our our music. If you just buy one song, you have to listen to it all the way through. So whatever. Eventually, obviously, we know that Steve Jobs got his way. Thank God for it. But so essentially, Amazon is trying to go all the way back to the early aughts. Yeah. <laughs> and how music was twenty years ago. 
Well, here's the catch. You can play individual songs for an extra $9 a month. So for the price that you could get any other streaming platform that has a wider library and a better UI and more established technology, you can now just have that same, you can now do it in apples to apples comparison on, on Amazon Music. What a joke, dude. That's like, just like horrible management. I mean, comp, like, what are you doing? I mean, they got to afford to pay their workers enough money, right? <laughs> I can't imagine there are Amazon loyalists like there are Apple loyalists. No, there's know? no way. They're, they're going to leave the platform so quick. Yeah. They're, they're just not going to use the music. Like they're yeah. going to use it how they have always used it. Right. Absolutely incredible corporate strategy there, Amazon. Amazing. I feel like Amazon's strategy is to be just really mid at a bunch of things. There Amazon, is. like video, mid Thursday night football, mid, mid music, clearly mid. I don't know. For all my I software suppose. people out there, they're the work day of uh, everything else. If work- we don't, we have beef with work day. Work day just does everything okay. Mm, I can see that. Yeah. Don't love it. Same. Speaking of people I got beef with. <laughs> Uh, it's election season, Ben, isn't it? It sure is today. As we're recording this, it's election day. If you didn't vote, you lost your chance. Yep. So, uh, it's my least favorite time of the year because I hate getting mail and I'm just harassed with mail all the time. Uh, I hate all the signs on the side of the road uh, and I hate it just taking up every single second of ad space anywhere at any given moment. Do you get texts? Uh, I do get texts. I reply stop. And I think that's only increasing their volume. I I feel the same. Uh, I'm going to start. So, so I'm actually on the national do not like contact registry. I have been for eight years. I didn't I, even know that existed. It's like a thing. Yeah. Um. So I could technically like sue these people for $5,000 a piece every time they contact me. And I would be owed my compensation. But I think the lawyer fees would equal $5,000 too. And it's not worth it. Right. Anyway, unrelated. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so the news cycle is very dominated by politicians, you know, people speaking and stuff like that. Uh, and today in the great state of Arizona, uh, there was an interview being done with uh, pro- our probable future governor, Carrie Lake. Her okay. politics aside, um, <laughs> someone asked her a question and she was upset because she felt like she'd been asked it before. Welcome to the main stage, Carrie. Um, and so she popped off after this. She was like, are you new Carrie to covering Lake, this election? Yeah, no, never. That's uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. For those of you who don't know, Carrie Lake, former Fox 10 News anchor in Phoenix, Arizona, got mad at the media today. Uh, <laughs> someone who has reported about llamas before um, <laughs> saying, are you new to covering this race? We've talked about this before. I've answered this question. And then she that she went on to answer like, oh, I'm, I'm planning on being the governor of Arizona for four more years. I'm going to do two terms. It's going to be eight years. And we're going to change up the media. Like, mm. we're going to change anything else. And she said, <clears throat> this was her threat to them. I'm going to be your worst freaking nightmare for eight years. That's up there with maybe one of the least intimidating insults she could have said at that moment. If she had called them, I I, I was trying to write down some alternatives. She could have said, all right, bucko, um, slow down there, pal. And hold your horses. horses. Yeah. Yep. Those are the same tier as saying freaking. Ladies and gentlemen, we should not be putting these people in positions of power if you're publicly going on the record saying freaking Now Now dadgummit there, how could you try that on me? I mean, what in the H-E double hockey sticks are you talking about? (laughs) That's going to be next. That is... What the fudge? Just own it. 
it, just if, if you're gonna go the full it. aggression route, like full say aggro, it. yeah, come on, say it, Carrie. Own up to it. This is Arizona. There's no laws here. It's classic fake lake behavior. Speak. As far as I'm concerned. Yep. Hey, there's some uh, John, John, John McCain would have said it. That's all I'm saying. Facts, facts, bro. Yeah, whatever. That's that's my end of the news cycle. That that's that's what I've seen in the world, and I hope you all are sharing in my dismay for the way the human race is going. What a beautiful news cycle! I love this planet we live on. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. So uh, use our code Standing Desk for twenty percent off your McDonald's gaming chair, <laughs> and uh, hopefully, I have the ability to publish uh, original content in Arizona after this week. All right, welcome back, Ben. It's the holiday season, and that means three things. Thanksgiving, Christmas decorations, and LeBron James going on your television telling you to buy Sprite. <laughs> That's the only three things. Exactly. That's it. Uh, Santa Claus and LeBron James are coming to television uh, near you. And so that, that leads us into our special edition of Cooler Talk today. Or, I, yeah, Cooler Talk. Yeah, I got it right this time. In which uh, it's everyone's favorite segment of the show, actually. <clears throat> in which Ben and I try either a unique drink or the same drink each week and give our live, honest, un filtered opinions and this is a very special edition week because it is the signal of the holidays that cranberry sprite is pushed out to your shelves in a grocery store near you so we're i haven't had one in eons i don't know if i've ever had one so this is going to be very special edition and which we're giving really authentic reviews so ben do you would you would you care to say a piece about our good friends at sprite (laughs) sure well, they're not our friends because they're not sponsoring the pod, but well, maybe one day. Uh, there's not a lot on this, really. It's just uh, winter spiced cranberry. Um, 40 milligrams of sodium, 20 carbs, 20 grams of uh, sh- sugar, which are all added. Uh-huh. Should be a vibe. Are uh, you want to get same time? Yeah. They're actually, in case you're wondering, there is not a lick of cranberry juice in here. <laughs> It's all anyway. manufactured. Yep. It's all just right. corn syrup, actually. It's red, though. Ooh. I love this. There's an ingredient in here that says, and it says in parentheses, to protect taste. Got to protect it at all costs. Protect and serve, baby. All right. It smells like a cranberry Sprite. It smells like winter. I actually, I like the smell. It's nice. I would yeah, want it's... a candle in the scent. Okay. It's a little weird, but I can, run, I can rock with it. I'm not really connoisseur of candles. Let's give it a taste. All right. I, I actually like it. Really? I think so. It gets better the more you drink it, for sure. Yeah. Once I got accustomed to the taste. I don't know if I love it. It might be better on the rocks, in glass. Yeah. I don't know. In a mug. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I by no means dislike it. I, if someone handed me a, a Sprite Cranberry, I'd be like, yeah, I'm down. I think I respect it because it doesn't just taste like cranberry. I get right. the winter spice. I get yeah. the winter spice bite. It's a it's a lot more complex of a drink than I was anticipating. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Some real uh, chemists over there. <laughs> the world's brightest yeah. chemist over there at Sprite. Well, the bright minds at Twitter had to go somewhere. So yeah. they're engineering stuff over at Sprite. Man, oh, man I don't know. I'm going to give it... It's so interesting. I can't, yeah. I don't know. I can't decide if I like it or not, but I keep drinking it. I, my, my, my knee jerk is seven, six. Okay. I'm around there. I'll say 
I'll say same. Okay. Yeah. Ma- Macy also did try it as well. She gave it a seven seven. So that is seems wow. to be a pretty consensus taste. Not bad. Profile. It's not bad. No, this is definitely okay with vodka. Ooh. Ooh. Could be fire. That could be gas. Could be that could, that could be the drink of the season. Yeah, that really could be. <laughs> that it's either that or rum chata and fireball. Ooh, true, dude. Can't go we'll to do that. So rum chata is weirdly expensive. Oh yeah, it's it's a fine quality liqueur. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let us know your thoughts on uh, Sprite. Sprite cranberry. But don't feel obligated to buy any because they did not sponsor the pod. Yeah. In fact, don't buy any. Mm-hmm. Boy, is that Sprite? Sprite, <laughs> right, if you're listening. Please. Or LeBron. Or LeBron. <laughs> we know LeBron's a listener. Yeah, true. Hey, shout out, shout out, Yuki. And we're back for our third and sadly final segment of the show. Mm. Man. But do I have a story for all you standers out there? Oh, so oh. I've been on a pretty good concert kick this year. I think I've been yeah. going to a lot of different shows. I've tried to have a pretty wide variety uh, across the board. For sure. Uh, but I twenty. It's uh, approaching. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I but I went to one last week though that it it it. it broke my expectations of what should be happening and not happening at a concert. It was one of the more interesting. It was fun. It was a great time, but I had no expectations and I want to share for the the masses out there. And perhaps this is something you want to do one day. So the artist's name is Mark Rebelay. He has 330 active monthly listeners on Spotify. So he's like solid. Wow. Decently. 330,000. Oh, thousand. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's not like super, super small. He's underground, literally, maybe. (laughs) Right. So I I didn't really know much about the guy. Um, I had some friends hit me up and say, hey, Dan, you want to go to this concert? And I was like, sure, why not? I'll go to a concert. I like like a good time. Yeah. He's like, all right, do you have a, do you have any, if you have a robe or something, bring it. So what do you mean? (laughs) You mean if I have a robe, bring it. I'm not going to go take a bath during this concert, am I? And I don't own a robe, sadly. It's a failure on my part. So I didn't bring any. I think our um, revs are overrated, but that's a discussion for another time. Sure. Maybe that's the topic for next week. Um, and so I, I show up and I'm hanging out with these these guys like beforehand. And so they they all bring out like they're like silk kimonos more more so that these guys were wearing. <laughs> so everyone's like rocking a silk kimono. I'm like, what's going on? Like, why, why is this thing? They're like, they're like, ah, this is gonna be uh, it's a pretty it's a thing. Mm. I was like, okay. Do they look sure. clothed underneath? Yes, everyone was clothed clothed okay. underneath. Yeah, that's good. Good dear. Not a for the most part. I can't too um, crazy. Yeah, on we'll, this fine we'll, Thursday evening. Well, we'll be we'll be talking about this a little more in depth uh, in a <laughs> second. Um, so we get there, and sure enough, there are tons of people in line in kimonos, uh, most clothed underneath for everybody. So that was good. But I was like, what am I about? What did I just walk into? Is this going to be like some kind of joke? Am I about to see like a stand up set on the? Like, on stage like what's going on here <laughs> so we get in the opener starts um he's in he, the opener's a rapper um his producer was incredible this guy okay. was dropping some crazy beats one of the worst rappers i've ever heard in my life <laughs> like he i you can barely understand a word he's saying his flow is so awful I'm like all right whatever man like and then he like takes a moment and he's like i don't know if y'all know just the other day our boy takeoff died and he's like, you know, RIP takeoff. And then I was like sitting there with my friends and I was like, bad and bougie. We've been a good, good. And sure enough, he's like, this one goes out to takeoff. 
bad and bougie. <laughs> with, with a, like, and they start playing bougie over the speakers. I was like, there's no way that just happened right there. Yo, this is like one of his more underground songs. Like he yeah. never officially released this one. This was like his, you know, not really. Yeah, this was his. He, he was the fourth most impre- impressive artist on this uh, song. Uh, anyway, here's Bad and Bougie. He, he played Bad and Bougie for everybody. I was like, that's peak. Con- like, and they skip a- takeoffs verse. <laughs> yeah. No, they only play takeoffs verse. They played like the chorus and the takeoffs verse and then they cut it. <laughs> just, just play a takeoff song. He had like a whole album. My favorite, my favorite takeoff line in that song is, "They think I'm dumb. <laughs> they don't know I see the plot." Like, all right, oh, all right, man, we get it. Do, but high, high IQ individual. Tell us how you feel, man. Yeah, I, I don't think much about your intelligence, Mister <laughs> Off. But all right. <laughs> anyway, so then that happens. Guy, he, he's done finally, and then it's time for the main show. <clears throat> the lights go off. Granted, I don't know anything about this artist. I've, I heard one mm-hmm. song maybe one time, and it was kind of goofy. And I was like, "All right, yeah, I've never I don't, heard. I don't know what he looks like. I know nothing." Light, <laughs> lights go dark, and everyone starts going, "Wow!" Oh like, my god, these people are amped up. Yeah, it's a cult. It's, it's it is like a cult, cult following this man has. And then cult. all of a sudden, this scrawny little white guy in a kimono runs to the middle of the stage, full full sprint, and then just stands there like this. Like oh. chest puffed out, like hands to his side, like, and everyone's like, <laughs> like just losing their coconuts over this guy. And I'm like, all right, we're in for a treat. This is going to be exceptional. This guy, I mean, he is in a full kimono. <laughs> and I'm like, let's, let's party. Let's see what this guy's all about. And so then he, he gets up on stage. He, he gets behind his set. I'm like, oh, he's like a DJ. Like, okay, I can rock with that. I, I kid you not. 90% of his show, he just made up on the spot. Like in a, like in a good way. He oh, really? Up, he was up there just making up like these crazy house beats. Like he was like, oh, doo, 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 doo. and like he would like mix it and then like start like building the beat and like oh, using loop pedals and stuff. And like he would have like stuff going off and he was just sitting there just like going in. Just, just pumping. Yeah. And like, like he heard flying out of his shoulder socket. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So, and then he hears like a whistle in the crowd, and he's like, "Where's Coach?" And and I was like, "Oh, this guy! He's got the whistle!" Come here, come here, come here. And then he brings this kid up on stage. He's like, "Blow your whistle into the microphone." And so then he goes like, "He's like, that's good." And then he starts making a beat right there with it, and like going off. And then this kid's just like on the stage, like dancing, like blowing his like his whistle. And then he's just making a beat out of this, like what this guy was. Doing on the whistle. That's on. How old is this kid? Like twelve? <laughs> no, this kid was like probably twenty-two. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he was young, young college age kid. Just like an eight-year-old, just like eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the crazy part. Apparently, the, the so my friends had gone to this guy's concert before. His last opener was a rock band, and they were all twelve. <laughs> Unreal, they incredible. B sides are like, what are we doing here? Literally, so. <clears throat> So we like keep going through like the show. Like I notice, keep people keep chanting like and calling him daddy throughout the show, and he's like, "Oh, that's that's kind of weird, man. I don't I don't know if I like that." Right out of line. But then he would like he, there, there was a few lyrics in there where he would go like he's like, "Everyone shut up!" And then like <laughs> he would like keep doing like the beat over that and like make that part of the song. Like he would just throw in like random phrases and stuff into the songs, and everyone would be like, "Yeah." 
My I dad always there. Me like, now. Like, leave me alone. I hate my life. <laughs> Why am I here? But he would just like throw like praise and stuff, and, and he was just mixing it into the song as it was going in. I'm like, this is surreal. And then at one point, he like takes the kimono off, and he's just wearing boxers. Ah, uh, of course, exclusively boxers. He's like uh, a he's like he's like a little a little jacked. Like yeah, for a skinny guy, he's got like some definition. So he's still like on the stage, like just absolutely going <laughs> in behind the thing, sweating. He he gets a bottle of champagne. And jumps into the crowd and then starts like going crazy with it over everybody. And so then we're like, dude, this I'm like, this guy knows how to like have a good time. Like, this is so impressive. And yeah. then he gets back up on stage and he's like, All right, guys, we need to get serious for a minute here. I don't know if you know this, but one of the techs that set up the stage, this pyrotechnics, he died 30 minutes ago. Or like three, or it was like three hours ago. We're all like, what? So then he starts like playing like this super soft, like melodic music for like the next five minutes and like just like slow like slowing it down for a minute just like to take a moment to appreciate this guy we're all just like yo yo this is dark. First, so we had a takeoff tribute yeah. and then we had a tech person tribute in the same show ah, it was it was somber else. brother it was a somber sight but then he started to, to bring the music back up as if nothing even happened and then he revealed what i thought was the the, the funniest part of it all he's like He's like, who's got a good kimono out there? And so then someone throws one up there and it's a kimono with just his face all over it. And he's like, look at this. That's great. This is awesome. He's like, yeah. And and then he's like, I don't know if you guys know this. Each show I go to, I come out in a kimono. I throw it out to the crowd and I take one from you guys and I wear it to my next show. What? We're like, what? He puts on this kimono and he's like, you're gonna catch me in San Diego tomorrow night wearing this one. No. Like, then he like finished his set, went up there like, and then played like one of his actual pre-recorded songs, and like was like doing it live on stage, and then he just ran off. He so only did like one pre-recorded. Song. I think I think he did two pre-recorded songs. Dude, that's that's legendary. Honestly, it was surreal. I, I couldn't yeah, it was believe all what a I was seeing. Of your imagination, actually. <laughs> it, it very well could have. Like, if you look up a picture of this guy, like he's not big at all like he is probably five eight. Oh yeah no th- this is exactly how i pictured him minus yeah. the goatee i thought he was gonna be clean oh god yeah this guy this guy it's interesting he looks like he would have like a spoof mockumentary made about him yeah he absolutely will this is gonna be like the weird owl documentary yeah 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 he yeah weird owl vibes for sure for, like, have you seen have you, have you seen the, the fact that they're making that movie yeah isn't it like Who's playing him again? It's Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they said they did like no research on his life for the movie. So it's like all entirely fictional. That's pretty fun. Like a parody. Almost. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Which is hilarious. But this is that kind of same energy. I mean, he is short. He is skinny. He's got long flowing hair, a mustache and a goatee. And he makes crazy house beats in his underwear on stage. I'm telling you right now, if, if you ever have a chance to go to one of his shows, do it because it will change you in ways you were you were not expecting yeah that's unreal that is really unreal uh i'm have to go it's he seems like a legend he is it was it was something else it don't don't expect much but have a good time with it that's all i'm saying expect 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 (laughs) nothing and return in return you'll get everything yeah truly wow well i'm glad you got that experience man and uh 
I hope you become a loyal cult follower. I mean, if he comes back into town, I might have to go. You might have to invest. I might in have to Kimono. do it too. Yeah, <laughs> I might show up. Wow, beautiful stuff. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Standing Desk. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Standing Desk Pod, Patreon, patreon.com slash Standing Desk. Uh, and yeah, appreciate you listening. See you next week.